Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, little children, dogs and cats, I apologize. <laughs> Listen, so I apologize for the lateness, the tardiness. Today is my birthday, y'all. It's your birthday. Go shorty. It's your birthday. And so, um, if it's your birthday, make some noise. If it's your birthday, make some noise. And so, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, listen. It's the Chew on that show. It's your boy Randy Chew, aka Mr. Chew on that, aka Mr. Slap. Your great, 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 grandmother. And I'm here with my illustrious co-host. <laughs> Boy, he got it right. It's his birthday, and he still did it right. Illustrious co-host, hey, uh, uh, Christopher J. I almost messed myself up. It's your birthday. I'm so excited. <laughs> Christopher J., a.k.a. Mr. I'm Him, a.k.a. I got a new name, which is a.k.a. I don't know if anybody told you today, but I love you, and I'm proud of you. Keep it pushing forward. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yay. And I'm here with my featured co-host. Mm-hmm. Grantastic, everybody, a.k.a. The Professor, a.k.a. Mr. Get It Right, Don't Get It Wrong, a.k.a. Oh, y'all can see my cup today, a.k.a. Oh, oh my God. Show going at new segment. Oh, new now we day. agree he's extra. Oh, oh my okay. God. Here we go. Now Listen. we agree he's extra. All right. Listen. New so- segment, y'all. New segment. I, you know, I just want to say that, uh, first of all, I had a very great, hold up, hold up. Before I even get started, I want to say shout out to my wife who in a short period of time, due to our other responsibilities, she made sure that her man had a hot plate. She made, made sure her man had gifts. She made sure her man had cake with candles in it, had the kids do something creative. I feel very, very blessed and honored right now by my wife. Damn, show the <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get me one of them. I'm going to get me one of them. Yeah, get you one I'm going to get me one. I'm going to find you. I know you out there. You watching. Uh-oh. Oh, you right there. You watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going like, <laughs> to get you. You point in the right direction. I'm going to find you. So listen, listen. I'm, I'm just... Me. Oh, oh, sorry. So, but no, seriously. So, shout out, shout out to my wife, man. She really made me feel special. Um, shout out to my big bros, uh, Darren. Shout out to the most honorable big bro, Marco, for yeah. making me feel special on today. Shout out to all my family. Family is who you choose, not who you are born blood related to. There's a difference. Shout out to my family. Love you too. Man. <laughs> I love you too. You know, this year, the past two years of my life has been the most trying two years I've had in a very, very long time. Um, but all things are working together for my good. Um, I know that's right. And so I, I'm just I'm honored. Shout out to my mother and father um, for being great parents. I'm just I'm just grateful. I'm just doing something that 
we don't see displayed on national television often, and that's black men showing gratitude. Um, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just grateful all around the board. Um, I'm surrounded by people who really love me and have they have my best interests at heart. Um, and it makes it easier that way to see the snakes in the grass. Um, and um, for those who jumped off board of the SS Curtis when it was uh, going through some turbulence, thought the grass was green on the other side. I'm glad y'all found out that when you jumped that fence, you ran in the turf. Um, <laughs> tennis court. Um, so, yeah, today's my birthday. I'm 33 years old. Didn't think I was going to make it to see 18, but I'm here. Um, and I'm thankful. Um, so I'm not doing books and business segment today because we're running late. So I want to ask my panel, my august panel, a question. Fellas, we had a great time Saturday. What did y'all guys think about the Thousand Man March, which was actually close to 2,000 people being there? Um, and majority of the people that I saw with my eyes were men. Um, so what do you guys think uh, about how did you guys feel about it? You want to rock, paper, scissors? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, yes. <laughs> that was on the fly, by the way. <laughs> uh, with it, I think, to be honest, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around the uh, plethora of thoughts that are, like, just ongoing, like like race cars and a NASCAR speedway. It, it, it was a lot, not to mention the emotions. I, to be able to see... Stand next to, chant, march, shake hands with mm-hmm. Carl Snowden, mm-hmm. a pillar in, in our community, mm-hmm. a pillar in our history. Yes. To, to, to be able to shake hands with someone who has ultimately transcended time, mm. I got to be able to shake hands today, like in today's time, someone who got to uh, uh, change and shape history yesterday to help me try to build a, t- a better tomorrow. Um, I, I, it's, it's hard to explain. I, I'm not, I can't say I'm speechless because I'm talking. Right, right. But <laughs> it's hard to find hey, a word. Hey, that is gangster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gangster. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking, but, yeah. man, I'm grateful. I'm blessed. And I have to admit that, that Saturday's events have ignited a flame that I hope burns forever. Mm-hmm. That mm. my people tomorrow can stay warm with. Yeah, yeah. Talk. Yeah, let's go. Real today. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that joint gonna get ripped. You might want to get pulled You get this at? No, I'm kidding. Grantastic. No, man, my thoughts. Um. Like you said, it, the the thousand man march that looked like two thousand men. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one thing I think I was very touching to me is that people came out and support on a local level. Because um, you know, there's been like a lot of protests going on when like things are hot and everyone's ready to get to the streets. Yeah. They had nothing to do. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it was like they were just ready to go to the streets. But you know, things open up now, so there's more options and things in life. But these people made a conscious decision that they wanted to come and represent to protest, to talk. And I think also what was just really powerful was the posters with all these people's faces on them. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That we have tragically lost. Yeah, locally. 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 Like, we did the local call. Yeah. 
it was a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And it's the one that. thing to you you hear about it, but I think that's the one thing that for us sometimes we're so separated from things because it doesn't like hit home all the way. It's yeah. connected. But it's just you 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 called all those names of just locally. Yeah. People yeah. who've been tragically taken away from us yeah. due to negligent policing, due mm-hmm. to negligent behavior in the street, like due to anything. Yeah. And like yeah. that moment, I was just like, oh, oh, we had a Breonna Taylor situation here in Anne Arundel County. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like, and no one rioted or or marked yeah. or anything. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that. I feel and I that. think, and but that's the difference. Though. I think sometimes, like in the ma- in the major cities, it's when something happens, everyone's ready. Yeah. But it's just it's different when you like you're close to the city or in the suburbs where yeah. everyone's a little extra comfortable. And I think that's what was good. I did also see some some of our uh, uh, Caucasian counterparts there as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some of them were just trying to be nosy and figure out what was going on. Yeah. But then yeah. some of them were sitting there, and then when they did those, called those names, yeah. they weren't, they like, they, their face turned different. Yeah, like, correct. And I think that's what the media does to them as well. I think it hides our pain with, like, oh, they're looting. So yeah, there's, you know, yeah. there's no pain there. Yeah, we're yeah. like, no, we're in pain. Yeah. We lost people. Yeah. And so they are just like, oh, this is like everyday going for us. Like they like killing each other. You know, if we kill them, it's not a big deal. Like, no, it is a big deal. Yeah. Black lives actually matter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what was very impactful for me was seeing it in your backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because some people like to think that, you know, like, oh, it's safe around here. It's cool. It's like, no, nah, stuff pop off. Yeah. So Bye-bye. that was it. That was very powerful for for me. That was very powerful. Right, right. So yeah, and, and I'm I'm glad both of you guys uh, said that because um, I always I always say I've said this since the beginning of the show and it, it stands true to this day. Um, for some reason, uh, in the state of Maryland, we never truly honor the people in the state of Maryland the way we should. Mm-hmm. Like, Carl Snowden is a, is a personal mentor to me. Like, mm-hmm. he took me under his wing and mentored me and because we have similarities, fighting against the FBI. Um, he's actually won. I'm still fighting. Uh, shout out to the ACLU lawyers and mediajustice.org for helping me with that fight. But Carl won mm-hmm. his uh, fight against the FBI. And he's been in relationship with the who's who's of black empowerment from Malcolm to Martin to Rosa to Dick Gregory to, Mm -hmm. to Farrakhan to Fannie Lou Hamm, like, like the list goes on and on and on. And he, and so when he tells the the story, it's actually from experience. It's not, he read it in a book. That's true. And he's been slept on and, and, and I just, I appreciate and honor him, man, because he's actually so humble. He came and he talked to me and, and Big Bro Marco um, at my in my media booth uh, for what two hours while I was just trying to fix his computer and stuff. But he talked two hours just pouring history mm-hmm. and ministering to Bro. The words he was saying was touching my heart so much I started crying. Like mm-hmm. he was just reassuring me. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he was reassuring me of my value and mm-hmm. to hear that from an elder in the community. Mm-hmm. Who's lived that life? You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Something I want to say to my kids one day. This is what your father did. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, true, true. And and I just think you know, 
you know, of course, there's some things, you know, behind the scenes that, you know, could have ran a little bit smoother. But other than that, man, mm-hmm. the, the day was successful. The the the, new, the white news outlets lied and said it was like a couple hundred people. No, it was close to 2,000 people there. Um, we have the actual footage and photo from the drone that shows, and you can count, that it was uh, close to 2,000 people there. And, of course, the police department had to count how many people were actually there just in case something popped off, and their number was actually a little bit over 2,000. But for modesty's sake, I'm going to just say under 2,000. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely over 1,000 people there. Mm-hmm. Most of it was men, and yeah. that's the highlight yeah. of men, it all. Men, yeah, was yeah. men was mm-hmm. there, and yeah. no violence took place. They're very mm-hmm. true. None, none whatsoever. We had some counter-protesters there, but they hurry up, and they for. All 30 seconds of them four motorcycles they rode it was, out. It was the motorcycles? Yeah. That's what I thought that was. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them pull up and I was like, yo, I can really see yeah. them trying to just rev their engines and while we're trying to yeah, do this. And that's yeah. what they did. They pulled up, yep. they, they shifted to the right to be curbside in order for an arresting position. Yeah. And they and they sat there and they, they listened. You could see where they where they uh, moved their helmet to listen in what was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go ahead and interrupt what they're talking about. And then they revved their engines. Mm-hmm. So those two police cars behind me got and out. Then, and then <laughs> they rolled out. Yeah. I didn't say, I peeped that. I was like, yo, yeah. I was like, yo, let, let me do a little they more. They tried something. it. They tried it. They tried it. They tried it. Yeah. yeah. They tried it. So, and a shout out to my Italian friends who were on the two boats directly behind the stage. Uh, Caddy corner to make sure when nobody on the boat's gonna act stupid, mm-hmm. uh, and if they did, they would have got caught, and it wasn't by law enforcement. Anyway, anyway it kind of reminds you of that uh, on Godfather of Harlem when they was like, "Hey, bring in Big Buster." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but now listen, hey. So what I'm gonna do is I want to move to the segment. Called Chew or Choke. I'm going to throw it to Grant Tastic and Christopher J. They're going to handle that segment. And we're going to do what it make it do. Then after that, we're going to introduce the topic, go to a quick 2.2 minute break, and come back. Listen, I want to say this the number to dial, the number to call in if you want to call into the show is 516 531 9828. The number to dial is 516 531 9828. Call in if you want to talk to us. Um, when we introduce the topic, you can you can call in. Um, if you call in during the Chew or Choke segment, please bring something that we can add to that segment. Please do. Um, we got stuff. Up. Yeah, because we got stuff. <laughs> oh, you can day. choke on that. Fuck, <laughs> 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 look! I knew it. I was living on it. Let's show this live coming. All right, Grant Tasty, Christopher J. It's on y'all. Throw it at me. Word. All right, everyone. Welcome to our second segment of... Wait, wait, wait. Chew on that is to the left. Choke is on the right. I think you do what you want to do, man. You do what you want to do. Just present it. Yeah, I have the, I have the chew to the right. The, the okay, right is always okay, right. Yeah, the right. Yeah, okay, chew to the right. Okay. So we have our segment today, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, chew or choke on that. All right. So the thing is, we'll present a topic, and we'll see what the fellas think about it. Hold yeah. up. Y'all like my coffee cup? Look at this. Look at this ish it's right toilet. here. It's a toilet. Because you... no, he the shit. I can't. Okay, go ahead. All right, anyway, so yeah, so if the panel is feeling it, they want to, and uh, what's going on, they'll have the chew on that up. If the panel is not feeling that, that's some BS or like what's probably in that toilet cup, then they will throw up the choke on that. Pun intended. Chew or choke, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to get to some topics that have been popping up since last week. Starting off, we first we were talking about manhood. 
last week. So we're going to talk about manhood in the form of career and entrepreneurship. So there has been a couple podcasts and ladies and gentlemen talking about a couple comments that uh, people have made about the choice of dating men that are entrepreneurs or not. Uh, so some famous women like B. Simone have gone on record saying they only want to date a man that is an entrepreneur. So there's been a plethora of replies, videos to that. Um, some men feelings have been hurt. Some women have agreed that it's cool if they're an entrepreneur. So fellas, should men be hurt by this? Chew or choke on that? Uh, my, my personal opinion, this dating entrepreneur. Um, I'm all about if you're going to be in a relationship, you got to be able to fill in the Uh, I feel like men should have their feelings hurt. Nah. Nah, I don't. I do understand that, that we as men are taught to be providers. But the question is, what is it that you're providing? What voids are there that need to be filled? And in that regard, I think you can choke on that. Mm. Choke on that. Oh, so wait. So if we say choke on that, we're saying that we... You disagree almost in a way, yes. I disagree so, that men's feelings should be hurt. You're, 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 oh, yeah. Should your feelings be hurt if a woman <laughs> only wants to date an entrepreneur? It's my birthday. Y'all leave me alone. Yeah, you're in there. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm thinking about that too. Yeah. I think your feelings shouldn't be hurt if a woman wants to date an entrepreneur, and she is an entrepreneur. That is her prerogative. And I just want to say, being an entrepreneur in today's society is a, a up and down roller coaster battle. It is. So you have to have the mental fortitude to be able to hold someone down during mm-hmm. the low moments. Yeah. Correct. And also, I don't. And I also think that people uh, assume that you can only have a nine to five or only be an entrepreneur. There's hybrid methods as well. Correct. Be oh, both. Yeah, yeah. I call I call people who work nine to fives to begin their process. I call them entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, mm. Where they where they, where they yeah. Um, it's <laughs> go <don't laughs> Learn them little young and something. Be Simone, if you are listening right now. Girl, I love you. You, you got it. Is it I said that one more time, Andy. What do you say? I said nine to five is what it started as. Nine to five are entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, okay. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Okay, and then hey, you can always evolve, okay? So we're talking about that manhood and career. Speaking of careers, okay. Um, we're gonna talk about young college men who have chosen the career of sports. So the All Big right. Ten has announced that they are starting college football. October 24th. So, and actually, oh, and also because of that, so the thing is, um, our a game is actually getting canceled because of COVID cases um, on the teams. The Wake Forest and Notre Dame game is getting canceled. So my question is, should these young men be risking their health to better the college and for college football? What do you think, fellas? I say... I think every college athlete should not play during COVID season until they are allowed to get some dividends from the money that is made for the colleges that they play for during COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Some of these college kids' parents have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. They've lost their homes. Mm-hmm. They've lost stability. They they don't have the same amount of food. 
How dare you rush these athletes? Let me let me personalize it. How dare you rush these black athletes to play on your plantation and not give them any of the cotton that they picking? Choke yikes on a sack of it. Yikes. Um, got real personal. That did. That, right. that got yeah. that. Got dark real quick. Right. All right, yes, okay. no, I'm fine. Yeah, um, yeah, right. I kind of agree on that. I think definitely it should be a choke. <laughs> um, I, I definitely think that putting that your you know these children at risk, like you said, and their families are not stable. There's a lot of gag up here right now. Um, so I definitely I agree with that. Okay, all right, so definitely choke on that. I think that also, and and California has already started uh, the movement of. Compensating their yeah. students. Yeah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. So it's 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 a start, but we it's got to be all the way through. It's, um, it's definitely got to be. So okay, so choke on that. So our next thing. So we got that. Now we want to bring up some real ish right here. Uh oh. Some real ish. <laughs> Let's talk about Aunt Becky. Yeah, nice. Let's talk about Aunt Becky for a little bit. Lori Laughlin. All right, being able to choose. She has been found guilty. She was served two months in prison. But, first of all, two whole months is garbage. That's not the kicker. She gets to select which prison she gets to attend. Give the, give the people a little background story. Yeah, yeah, break it because I'm, I'm about to go off, but I need, I need them to understand. Okay, so the Lori Laughlin case is her and a couple other celebrities basically mm-hmm. bribed their way uh, for their children to make it to college. Uh, got caught. Which court was found guilty, but she gets too much. However, in another case, not too far away, a mother that tried to take the, her child to another district to go to school using a wrongful address has got 12 years in prison, and she doesn't get to choose. Just for her child to go to a school in a, a neighboring county, in a neighboring district. So we have the Lori Laughlin only getting two months of prison for a college for fraud and for bribing to get into college, and she gets to choose her prison when a black woman who just maybe used someone else, actually she used someone else's address mm-hmm. for her child to go to another school in a different district has gotten 12 years and was hit with larceny of education. I didn't even know that was a, a, a thing. Oh, larceny you know, of education. Make no. rules as they go. <laughs> but go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, with, without question, it, 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 it's the utmost mm-hmm. in, in Capital letters BS. Yes, yes. And that's just two of the the entire word. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what y'all think? Chew or choke on that? Is is is, is this something that's a school or just because she's rich she should get to choose her prison? She should choke on two or three of them. Uh, yeah. She won't do that in prison because uh, she'll definitely be choosing the most luxury prisons in the country that are available. They do, and also remember, people, uh, prisons are private-owned businesses, so there are luxury prisons Message. out there. Think about that for a moment. All right, three chokes across the board. We got to get some topics that we're we not choking, but I'll be... I just want to say... They choking. We're not choking on nothing. Y'all choking. I, I just want to say Y'all this choking. about that Pay whole attention. thing. What is it called? Larceny of education? The larceny of education. I want to put white supremacy on a two-month jail sentence. For larceny of taking ideas from black folks, mm-hmm. larceny of stealing our culture, larceny of stealing our, uh, well, wait, one month for everything I'm about to say, larceny of stealing our women, 
larceny of dividing our families, larceny of destroying our wealth, larceny of giving us uh, post-traumatic slave syndrome, larceny of taking us from being kings and queens to niggas, larceny of just existing as a system in general. Mm-hmm. And that's just the start. That's just the beginning. I'm going to count the months as years. They got to serve eight. Eight years. As you watch us plunder. Now, let's see. <laughs> now, eight years, I don't know where he's going with this, ladies charge. and gentlemen. We're eight years for each charge. Eight years okay. for each charge. And yeah. We just want some peace, y'all. All right. So <laughs> we go to our next thing. All right. Speaking of peace. <laughs> Um, actually, at the march, um, uh-huh. uh, older gentleman was speaking to us, and he said he moved from Washington D.C. to the Annapolis area. Oh yeah. And quote unquote, y'all, I had to, I had to put this in the segment because I didn't know what y'all think. So my man said, I moved out here. Let me, I, I quoted him. He moved out here because he said this is quote unquote heaven on earth compared to D.C. So my question is. Do black people have to move away from black people to have peace? Um, I want to say that that's a choke on that, number one, because uh, there's two Annapolises. There's black Annapolis and there's white Annapolis. The tourist spots and the hood. Um, I didn't seen some D.C. cats come to Annapolis hoods thinking it was sweet and they got their head bust. And I'm talking one-on-one fights. Um... The projects is the projects. Mm-hmm. And just because you come from the projects don't mean you can fight, by the way. But projects is the projects. Get your head <laughs> busting any of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. My problem with his statement is this. To me, being surrounded by my people is heaven. Mm-hmm. I don't care what our flaws are. I don't care if I even like you or not. If I'm around you, I'm in heaven because... Being surrounded by white supremacy is the black man's hell. Hell. So at the end of the day, um, oh, hold up. We got a caller. Oh, okay. Area code 816. What's your name? Where you calling from? Well, Well, it's uh, Lionel and Angela. Yo, Oh, what's up? Vegas and sis, what's (laughs) popping? Hey. What's good? Talk to me. Happy birthday. Oh, I appreciate it. Listen, yo, I appreciate that so much. Hey, Angela, he been acting right, hasn't he? No, he hasn't. <laughs> oh, man. See, this is what I'm talking about, Vegas, y'all. I'm going to have, you know what I mean? I'm going to have to come back to Kansas City real quick. And make sure yeah. that you get yourself together. You know what I'm saying? What's happening, Vegas? Hey, Vegas, I think your uncle said what's happening. up because I missed my bro. Oh, okay, okay. Got you, got you. Hey, Angela, you know you can't help that he missed his brother. You know what I'm saying? That was smooth. I give you that one. That was okay. Smooth, but I thought the cuss out was coming. I thought the cuss out was coming. I thought the cuss out was coming. We got to go to commercial break real quick. Yep. It's coming. It's hey, listen. I appreciate y'all for real. I, everyone that's listening right now, Vegas is my homeboy. I've known him since I was like 14. The first time I met him was I was uh, doing a Golden Gloves tournament. Mm-hmm. I was 14 years old and I met him. Um, and we lost connection, 
uh, met back up when I moved to Kansas City in 2011. Hmm. Yeah. 20, and, um, no, 2010. 2010? 2010, yeah. And uh, we reconnected, and, and, you know, I got I got the honor of uh, watching him uh, mature as a man, and he watched me mature as a man. He got married. I got married. Like, it's crazy. He married a very, very intelligent, strong black woman that I have a lot of respect for. And it's funny because when me and my wife was leaving Kansas City to come back to Maryland, she said we were going to have twins. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. And I got twin girls, yo. So it's crazy how that all worked out. So I love y'all to death. I appreciate y'all calling into the show. Is there anything else you want to say? Before I let you guys go, because I really miss y'all. I love y'all to death, man, for real. We love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hey, Vegas, don't forget. I I ain't forget our dream, yo. We're going to open up that sports bar. We've been talking about opening up that. Look, we almost, we was this close from opening a sports bar in Kansas City, but I moved away. Mm. Like, we literally, we was this close. We Mm. had funders and everything. It was crazy. Mm. But yeah. Anyway, shout out to thank you, man. I appreciate y'all. No problem. Love you. All right. Love you too, man. All right. All right. All right. Take care. Yeah, that's my man's right there. Yeah, and his wife, Vegas. I appreciate the birthday love. Listen, anyone else want to call and give me some birthday love? I'm about to say, call in and give some birthday love. The number to dial is 516-531-9828. You can um, sing it if you want to. That's fine. Just make sure you, listen, you can sing on key. My cash app is. Just let them know. <laughs> no, but um, speaking of cash apps, I got one more for our segment. Speaking of that cash, um, hold up. The the last chew or choke. Yes. Um, I said it was a choke on that because I love being with my peoples. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Christopher mm-hmm. J, what did you think about that? Um, I'm actually in, in, in total agreement with that in regards okay. to the exact question that you asked. Do okay. we have to move away? Do we have to, do black people have to move away from black people? Mm-hmm. Nah. In fact, that's exactly the motive behind the elites in regards to this government that have a system that was never designed for us in the first place. Shout mm-hmm. out to integration. They, they, they want to go ahead and divide us and conquer. That's mm-hmm. the reason why colorism exists. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I don't know if y'all are able to you know, make sure that your TV screens are working properly. But as you can clearly see amongst this table, there's a nice, a nice, uh, a plethora of variation in regards to color here. Okay, mm-hmm. you got your, you got your white chocolate, you got your dark chocolate, dark chocolate, yeah. and, and and you got your uh, mocha latte caramel frappuccino from Starbucks. You know, I've you never know. been called a day in my life, but I'll take that. <laughs> I just figured it was, I figured it was extra, just like you. But anyway, caramel macchiato is my drink. <laughs> see, and part my point exactly. Look, man. I don't get it from Starbucks no more. They racist. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, see, but, but you're smart. But you're smart. But you're mm-hmm. my point. Point I'm getting at. If, if this is con- this is power right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is power. There's yeah. power and connectivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you divide us, you disconnect us. Yeah. We losing power. Yeah. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So nah, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I do believe is the people that make those statements, mm-hmm. whether if they're the same variation of color or, or different variation of our color, they they, 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 they on they, this panel right now. Yeah. They, yeah. They, 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 uh, they they've been reprogrammed. Mm-hmm. They've been uh, reprogrammed. Nah. Yeah, it is showing up what happened in the sixties. You, yeah. you know, back in nah. my day, let me learn you something. I yeah. agree. I think that I think that that integration sucked the life out of the black community. Yeah. 
because we forgot how to support ourselves. They gave us one more thing to do. I mean, and, no, and no message. I, I, I thought actually, that was a message. I actually want to disagree with that statement. Okay. I do want to say, however, integration did have a negative. Integration did have give the ability to have a negative effect on us. I didn't say it sucked anything. Mm-hmm. That's. That's terrible. I, yeah, I'm gonna let that slide. Joke on that one. It's a double. It's a double flap. Look, 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 look. However, 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 integration did, however, however, introduce a poison that our community was given the choice to drink. You weren't. You didn't. You didn't have to. Okay. I feel like we gotta go real deep. I see, like <laughs> I see that I see that angle. Mm. Now let me say this to that to what okay, you Okay, okay, okay. Tip let's go. Okay. So I, the I reason done? why I say integration was uh oh. <clears throat> we got a caller. Hold up. I'm gonna hold my thought. I, I remember what I said. Okay. Area code four four three. Call caller, what's your name? Where you calling from? Hi, I this is Kazaka. <laughs> So much as I can, I'm just trying to say I want to send some birthday love, Daddy. Oh, that's my son. Thanks, uh, son. <laughs> yeah. Bye, yo. I see you in a little bit. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> that was my son, ladies hey, hey, but that was a real moment. That needs yeah. to happen more. Yeah, that needs hey, to be. Yeah. I'm looking at a train. Uh, Hey, listen, listen, but we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, the reason why I said integration sucked the life out of the black community because I feel like at that time in history, separation would have been perfect because it would, it was two, it would have been two nations coming to the table to say, let's bargain and, and have trade agreements with. Mm-hmm. Integration was, let me, acute, it was because, first of all, it's the illusion of integration. It is an illusion. Because white folks didn't integrate anything to us. Oh, they yeah. took from us. Yeah. And the reason why we got duped into that is the same way we got sold into slavery is because we as a people are always peaceful first. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so I believe that separation at that time would have been better to build a nation because we got to remember um, there's still and still to this day, there's five towns in Oklahoma that are still black, all black. Mm-hmm. And those were separate, like Black Wall Street, all those things. We glorify those things, not realizing that the ideology behind those movements was separation. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, integ- and you got to also remember, integration didn't give us the idea of, uh, of choosing to partner with Whitey being broken mentally in slavery gave us that. Yeah. You know, so that was that would be my rebut to what you said. Now you rebut what I said. So I, I in, in regards to the term separation, we were technically already separated. They forced themselves onto us. No, 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 no. Uh, from the from the legal standpoint of the the legal definition of separation is what I'm speaking of, not like necessarily like separates. I'm talking like on an even playing field where we got ours, they got theirs, and if we wanted to cross mingle, we could because we had our own everything. That's so, the legal standpoint of right, separation. Right. So that last statement you just made, where we uh-huh. where we where we had our own everything, that's where I said integration. You were given something. You had a choice to. Right. Right. So that's why I right. said you were given a poison. Mm. Because let's just be honest, they didn't have the intention to. 
Let's connect so we both can grow. So you said integration was was that poison. Integration was the poison that you had the option to take. That, and, that and our drink. people chose to drink that poison. Correct. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I can't argue that. Yeah. Because so, Malcolm, cause Malcolm thought the same thing. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something else. But with that integration came a fine brother like your boy, right? Chang. That's not know. true. We've been pumping white folks before we were slaves. The whole, the hey, whole look, look, look. based on based on the entomology, okay, a brother uh, had a brother had to integrate in order to go ahead and make a uh, Don't don't let me pull out my history now. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know when it happened. All I know is I'm right here right now. Y'all do know I got one more thing on my segment so I can stop right. Oh, and, we, and we got topics we got to talk shout about. Out, and shout out to Vlad the Impaler, aka Dracula, who was a mixed breed, by the way. And that's we, why they. About, about? I don't know what we're yeah. talking about anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, because Dracula, because that whole story, that story. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna let him ride. That, that whole that whole story behind Dracula, mm-hmm. uh, the actual history. I'm not talking about the vampire stuff, but I'm talking about like him um, having to fight against uh, his mother's people versus being a, uh, the prince of his father's people and all that, that came from. Uh, the Moors uh, used to take oh, yeah. virgin, okay, the virgin daughters, and you see what I'm saying, yeah, and, yeah, which is right. why we have Lord of the Rings, and they're mm-hmm. fighting over Mordor, mm-hmm. which is the pathway to the Moors, which is Middle Earth, which mm-hmm. is Africa. Man. So you know stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, that's why I say shout out. Like we've been, we've been, black men has been having every spectrum under the sun since we created them. Precious. Yes, and whether that was in a laboratory or whatever you. Want to choose to believe that's on you, but anyway, right? Yeah, go ahead. What's the last one? The last one is about the etymology of the word Arab actually means mixture. Just wanted to throw that out there. That is actually very true, though. Yes, so Arabs wasn't just a separate race, Arabs was a mixture of uh people of color and white folks. Mm -hmm. So if anyone was ever called an Arab back in ancient times, they knew that they were mixed. So yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. All right, and the last uh, segment of Joke on Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, just real quick. All right, so the Los Angeles Sheriff of Police, um, there was a shooting. No, no, no. So there was, talking about the case of the double shootings of the police officers in Los Angeles that were in the police vehicle. After that, the Los Angeles sheriff came out and said that LeBron James, a basketball player, by the way, so we're talking about the, the sheriff of police, yeah. requested LeBron James, a basketball player, to match and double the reward for catching the suspect in the police shooting case because LeBron believes in, basically, equality. And, yeah, so what do y'all think about that? The L.A. sheriff asking LeBron to match and double the reward for the police officer shooting in Los Angeles. Yeah, I ain't. He don't even got to sign me, holler it. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm, yeah, he could choke on that. I, I don't. I don't see where we are. Is that, is that what we're doing now? We 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 we've already we've already integrated races. We're gonna integrate industries now. Pretty much. Entertainment and justice. So is your is our justice system ready for entertainment? Message. I want to say that no say white it. person say it can tell a black person how to respond. Say it 
to a police officer getting shot and killed and tell the entire system of white supremacy Say it. can actually admit that it exists. That's number one. Number two, that black folks are actually uh, getting haunted down and killed by the KKK, which is in police uniforms. That's two. Message. Thirdly, until we get reparations that you didn't pay to every other people group you didn't slaughtered except for us. Oh, you can't because that'll equal out to $28.9 trillion that you owe to the black community, which will bankrupt the entire world right now. Mm-hmm. Number four, Message. LeBron James, LeBron James does not have to answer to you. L.A. Chief of Police. Number five, the last time uh, police officers got gunned down in the midst of black empowerment movements rising, um, I got a little visit from the FBI. So did my big bro, Zoe Williams. So did uh, Bobby Glanton Smith. So did Corey Holcomb. So did a bunch. So did, so did Tyreek Nasheed. So did a bunch of other. So I'm just going to say this right now. Don't, don't knock on my door. Don't ask me if I had anything to do with it. I do not openly condone the murder of anyone. Um, I do believe in self-defense, but I do not believe in murder. And there's a difference. Um, I am not, um, I'm not nonviolent. I'm anti-violent, which means I don't start it, but I will finish it. Mm. Um, Message. So with that being said, um, I think LeBron James should have gave the middle finger to this uh, chief of police. And I think he should have taken uh, this chief of police to court for defamation of character because now LeBron James could lose white fans for not responding to that. And Ooh. that loses money for his career as mm-hmm. well as the team that he plays for and what he represents. That is actually a shot at his character and conduct. Mm-hmm. And livelihood, and that is a challenge to his manhood, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. He needs to sue the Los Angeles Police Department. You think he was setting them up? White folks are wickedly brilliant. I'll just leave it at that. Mm. And I think the one thing of for me, they're like the Pharisees in the Bible. They ask a question to divide the, the audience. Mm. Okay, he kind of just blew that one away. That was a show to clap. You don't even get the gravy cup. A gravy cup. Gravy cup. Speak. Gravy cup is speak. But, I'm just saying, but also, it's like, but think about this. This is Los Angeles. How much you the audacity to go to a black man mm. in Los Angeles? We, yeah, we still, we, let's just be honest, because we still reminiscing about the riots in '92, and we all know where that come from. We, yeah, we're not, yeah. We're not, yeah. yeah. Let's 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 not yeah. go there. That's what I'm saying. You have the audacity. And if you know what I'm talking about, you better you, 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 you best use Google. You millennials, yeah. you best learn yourself something. Do some research. Nah, that, there's a lot of audacity for that. I mean, I'm real petty. I would have just gave put sent him a. Penny in the mail. I would have never guessed. I, I'm real petty. I would have sent him a penny in the mail and be like, mm-hmm. "This is this is my offering." But also on a lighter note, the thing is that like what you said for the deformation of character, LeBron has this more than a vote campaign that I think everyone needs to know about that is actually changing lives. So it's not an encouragement to just vote. This man is 
and, and other athletes as well who are also sponsoring this are putting together this program that um, are paying for people's debts to society uh, to get their, in, um, their charges annulled or whatever so that they can vote. And so for these people who've been wrongly accused, let's say in the 80s and the 90s, for having a little piece of a blunt and getting 10 years, right. and now they can't vote, they can't get a job, they can't move forward. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. LeBron and his move, and more than a vote campaign is looking to erase that so that these people are now empowered as citizens so they can vote in their, their local districts. They can vote for the president that's coming up. They can get jobs. So mm-hmm. it's, it's reversing the re- reversing what was happening in the 80s and the 90s and the 70s. And I think we got to give LeBron a, a, a round of applause for that one because that's that's real. It's one thing to encourage people to vote, but to give power to people to move on in their lives, I think yeah. it's another thing. And for that part of it, I'm definitely I'll chew on that. I'm here for that. LeBron more than a vote, y'all. This is National Voter Registration Day. I know this is yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. So make sure you go out there, register to vote. It's not just the president that's on the voter ballot. There are bills, there are laws, there are local. Um, I can't with you. There are local offices that are being that okay. are, that are, <laughs> that are okay. up on the ballot. These people control your everyday lives. Don't fall for the show of Biden versus Trump. Please, you gotta go out there and see who's actually impacting your everyday life. Mm everyday life because they're they're locally you need to go out and research and vote i'm gonna say this i'm about to drop a video in the next two weeks that has actual scientific evidence that every single united states president is selected based upon their bloodline because they're all related they're all in the same bloodline and that is including barack obama and that is including who is going to be the 46th president. Mm. Um, And so I just want to say that um, if you're going to vote, I vote, I will say vote locally because if you have local politicians who can help the black agenda, vote them into office, support them, not just by your vote, but also by helping them campaign, by helping fund them. The reason why Barack Obama Passed laws for the LGBTQ community, and this is not a shot at them because I love them. I have a sister who's involved in the LGBTQ community, and that's a blood relative that I'm talking about. Anyway, the the reason why Obama passed laws for them is because if you looked at who funded his campaign, it was LGBTQ and the Latinos so, and Latinos. So yeah. you so if black folks want things to happen for them, they have to put people in positions of power to make it happen. Stop thinking that the system, um, that the governmental structure cannot benefit you because that is a lie because they stole this whole governmental structure from us. And if we or us take back the governmental structure, we can properly manage everything. Message. So on that note, on that note. I'm going to take a quick 2.2. When we get back, we're going to dive into the topic, which is fatherhood. This is the last part of uh, last week's show when we talked about we talked about men, black men's leadership. We talked about manhood, brotherhood. Never going to talk about fatherhood. Then after that, we're going to talk about mental health. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this quick 2.2. Good. 
Rockin' with the best, best, best. Two Elks, but Crank and 808. They always have with it. What is two Elks? You know you come down. Nigga, what it do? Wanna shake the game through, baby? Brand new year. Get money this year. We're taking them trips. Yeah, hold it, nigga, dick. This is what it do. Like always, 
I know you older, but you're making me proud. What? Hey, it's Christopher J. Right here, right here, right here. I got it, I got it, I got it. If you watch the episode, you know I've been messing up. Christopher J., a.k.a. Mr. I'm him. Uh-huh. A.k.a. Mr. I don't know if anybody told you today, but I'm proud of you, and I love you. A.k.a. Uh, yes, I'm not going to be extra because that's his job. And I'm here with my featured co-host. Uh, y'all, it's your boy Grantastic, aka the Professor, yes, aka Love Should Have Brought You Home. Speak, Lord, aka oh, y'all can see my cup today. Oh, yes, Phil, <laughs> speak, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna pick up from where we left off last week: Black Men Leadership. Um, we Let's talked go. about manhood. We talked about brotherhood. Tonight we're going to talk about fatherhood for a little bit. Um, the number to dial in is 516-531-9828. 516-531-9828. Please call in. Please call in. If you feel the need to speak, this is a platform for our people. Yes. In yes. order to do so. No judgment. Cover the bubble shot. Lord, yeah. <laughs> no, but for real. Yeah, call in. Call in, y'all. Call in. So, so fatherhood, black fatherhood. I feel like. Let me say this. I gotta fall back on this one. I'm a, no kid. I'm a start. I'm a started. I'm a started up. But you're a son, so you can you can speak to this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Message. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna start it off. Then we're gonna go. Grantastic than Christopher J. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. I like that. I like so, um, I want to say that I didn't meet my biological father till I was already in my twenties and I already had children. Um, cool. However, I don't look at this man that I'm about to speak of as a stepfather. I view him as being. My father, because he raised me as if I came from his sack. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's real. Um, this man has taught me how to be. The reason why I'm bold, the reason why I'm courageous, the reason why I stand in the midst of adversity, the reason why I know how to seek wisdom, the reason why I know how to how to understand truth. I'm sorry, how I overstand truth. Mm, okay. Mm. Message. Um, Message. Pay attention. The reason why I know how to read people and know if I can smile in your face and know that you're going to stab me in my back later on and not have a revengeful spirit after it is because I learned 
from a strong, powerful, humble, yet very dangerous black man by the name of Antonio Palmer, who is my father. Yeah, Pop. So, and the reason why I am a good mm-hmm. father to all five of my children by all five, one y'all. woman. All five, y'all. Let me say this again. All five of my children by one woman is because I had a great example growing up. Now, Message. I li- I had a street life. I did things crazy. I was out there. Um, I made my plethora of mistakes, and that was not because of bad parenting. That was because of the choices I made and the pain that I was going through and the experiences that I had to go through in life to be the man that I am today. And my parents knew how to steward me enough to know that when life hits me hard enough, I will have the maturity and the mental capacity to get myself together. I would not have had that if I didn't have a strong black man in the home. So I do not take credit for who I am today completely, even though my journey is my journey and my choices are my choices. However, I had influence. I had positive influence from a black father who showed me something that I can't show anyone else because I can't be a stepfather to no one else. I don't have it in me. I love my children. I can raise my children. I can mentor kids. I can help get them on the right track. But at the end of the day, they go home to their parents. Correct. Correct. This man showed me something that I don't even have within myself. Um, So I just want to say that I'm honored. Matter of fact, let me go deep a a step further. Then I'll throw it to Grantastic and then Christopher J. The Thousand Man March would not have happened nor been successful if my father did not take my dream and make it a reality. Mm. Say it again. Say yeah. I said my father. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Double shoulder slap. His father. Yes. No, we got a father. We got a Let's father. Talk about father. my father. So, so now mind you now mind you because because I had a father in the home and he was a great example does not mean that we father the same. That's correct. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Me- no message gee, message. I dang, I missed it. Yeah. I, mean, I, me- I message. Yeah. Pay attention, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because go ahead. because my parenting style is different than his. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. But it's influenced. Yes. In specific areas mm-hmm. by him. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because why? Because my children have different personalities than I have. Mm-hmm. So so would you say that your what is different, but your why is the same? Correct. Correct. Message. So fantastic. Then Christopher J. Um, so I will say as I can't I don't know if we're a newlywed. It's been two it's been two years, about to be anniversary coming up in a month. It's still newlywed, it's still newlywed. Um, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. So the one thing I do love about uh this show and this panel and these gentlemen is that we're kind of like different levels in life um not and it's nothing that anyone's above or anybody or anything like that but just we're at different spots yeah Um, yeah so we got the guy down there with a whole starting five of children 
Um, a whole heap of kids. A whole heap of a pack of niggas. Like you got like <laughs> you got all the children. Right, right. right. Um, so I am approaching uh-huh. fatherhood. Okay. Um, he getting ready. Uh, so and and the reason why I say that you you get so the reason why I say I'm approaching fatherhood because I'm I'm like half a father right now. Okay. Um, so I know you look at me. So just to kind of explain. So for the oh, no, 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 no. So for the for the users, uh, for, for, for the viewers. Um, so my wife has, and we kind of talked about this a little bit. My wife has gone through breast cancer twice. Right. Um, right. And so the second time, which has been during uh, the COVID uh, quarantine, mm-hmm. so it, it came back again. So we were going through it. So the doctors recommended for us to do IVF to have some embryos just in case that because of the okay, okay. radiation, okay. the um, the chemo and the surgeries that she may not be able to like bear children. Right, right, right. So right, we're right, taking right. precautionary. So we have a couple embryos, you know, in the lab. Uh, so that's why, you know, it's like I'm a half father, I guess, because I, legit her mother gave me a gift for Father's Day and was like, there's a kid in the lab somewhere that's yours. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> uh, that's gangster. So that, that was real, that was real dope. Like I was caught off guard. I was like, Happy Father's Day. I was like, we didn't get she was like, you got a kid in the lab. You are a father. Happy yeah, Father's yeah, Day. Yeah. So we're kind of approaching uh, fatherhood. And it's kind of the one thing you were saying of being influenced. So for myself, my father was not in my life at all. My mm-hmm. life, my father was in prison, um, rap sheet uh, up and down the wall. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a child, I felt myself just constantly trying to be the opposite of him. Okay. And, and and I've been oh, learning oh, oh. and I've yeah. been learning that you can't live in just trying to be the opposite of somebody. Uh-huh. You gotta figure out who you are and figure out and grow as yourself and getting ready for fatherhood. So the one thing I noticed for myself is that in preparing for fatherhood is that so everything like you speak of, everything like we talk about just marriage all the time. Right, right, right. Um right. but there's a preparation that I think some people don't get a chance to do it. Because facts, it happens. Facts, facts. facts. Um, and so it's like, yeah, well, I'm in my 30s, and it's just like, okay, so I get a chance to prepare for fatherhood. Some people don't. So it's like, what are the things that I'm looking for? Yeah. And and for myself, and what do I want to be? And I've realized that just trying to be the opposite of the person that wasn't in my life wasn't good enough no more. Because it's just like... <laughs> I could just be there yeah. and still give the same BS to my children yeah. as my father would have. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's a development process in that. And um, and that's the one thing I, I realize is just like, especially when you're saying influence, is that I can't just be the opposite of him and I'm going to be okay. I got to also learn and grow. And then also at the same time, it's just like you said, it's like it's a choice. So it's like I'm going to fatherhood. I have to equip myself financially, spiritually, mentally. To be ready. You're never going to be ready, but you can help prepare yourself. Yeah. And that's kind of just where I am at this point is just, okay, at some point we're, we're going to have children. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't know if we're going to have these lab children or not. They're they expensive, so I want to have these lab children. children. These lab children. We got to have these labs. They're expensive, so we're going to have to have these lab children. Uh-huh. They're, still um, they're still the kids now. They're still, they're still the kids. kids. But, um, but that's kind of just really been the thing. It's just is now taking a route of I need to actually better myself and 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 learn more about myself to get ready for fatherhood. And I can't just rely on not being the father that was absent in my life. Got you, got you, Christopher J. All right, um, I I have to be honest. I had a whole 
bins I was going to go into. But before I get into that, I have to actually bounce. I, I'm going to tell you something. It's been a blessing since mm-hmm. you've been on the show. And I mean, and I mean it genuinely because mm-hmm. you literally have touched on a subject. And as the producer here knows exactly what I'm going to go into. To sit here and talk about what you've been looking to, you, we need to start looking for what we're going to become rather than what we're not. Yeah. I was actually raised by the person who birthed me, and 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 at twelve, thirteen, 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 I swore to the person that I call my father figure now, the person who I actually say Happy Father's Day to before my sperm donor, mm-hmm. my influence, the person I actually call my dad because we'll get into that in another episode too. Yeah, There's yeah, a difference yeah. between a dad and a father. A yeah, father mm-hmm. is who births you, mm-hmm. but a dad who is there, mm-hmm. and 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 my. By label, uncle, yeah, yeah, no, uncle, no, your big brother, yeah, he was, he was my, I call him my dad, yeah. I will tell him Happy Father's Day. Nonetheless, I swore to him at 13 years old that I, I wanted to be nothing like my father, mm-hmm. but that left the, like that left the entire void which you already spoke of. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be nothing like my father, then I need to be something and or everything of who I am. Yeah, but that in itself is a whole process. Mm-hmm. That. That was the trials and tribulations of what I still face to this day. And we were in the van driving back home here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, are you okay, nephew? You all right? Nah, I'm not. Right, right. But it wasn't until y'all asked me that and I was able to answer that. And I realized I'm not okay right now, but that's okay. Yeah. The fact yeah, that I'm not okay, yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So I realized that that is actually something that as a father you need to prepare for mm-hmm. yeah right yes. you need to expect uh i'm sorry uh hope for the best mm-hmm. and you expect for, and, pre- yeah. and prepare for the worst yeah um and then do it can, can i go into my rant hold on before you before you go into your rant let me ask this question because you said something i want to i want to tackle just I'm, a smidge I'm, I'm with it i'm with before it before we get into the rant um do you think that we have um and Call brother Carl Snowden said it so eloquently during the Thousand Man March. I know where he going. I know where he going. Um, the slap. I know, I know, where, I know where he going. I know where he going. <laughs> where he going. The moment you say Carl Snowden, mind you, if you don't, if you do not know who Carl Snowden is, Google it, baby. Yeah. I know that's what they say. Google it, and that's who we got to stand next to. Mm-hmm. Google it. A legend, y'all. A legend. Google so it. he talked about the emasculation. Of a black father in front of his eyes, not his father, but his friend's father. Correct. Yo, that was so a powerful. A black father. It doesn't have to be your father. Yeah. A black, a black father. father. Um, and emasculation can happen with emotions. Can happen financially. Can happen with your morals, your character, and conduct. Gentlemen, I want to ask this. Christopher J. Then Grantastic. I want to ask this. Are we as black men, do we contribute to the emasculation of other black men? You want to rock, paper, scissors, or you want me to go first? You, you go ahead. You can go okay. ahead. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. And, and oftentimes, I'm going to say this, not to take away from the accountability but we sometimes don't realize that we do it. You find someone that you call, bro, that's my bro. That's my homie. Mm-hmm. They, 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 bro, that's, my, that's my nigga bro from the sandbox. Da, 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 da. Cool. But if he comes to you 
faced with emotions that his father never taught him how to deal with. Oh, stop crying about that. You being a little B, or you being a girl, or you being a a a a a, wow. a, a, a pussy, or or what? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That in wow. itself is emasculation. Yes, sir. Yes. You sir. are ultimately telling him. That out here in these streets, you got to be Superman, but when you need to be Clark Kent and take that cape off, you ain't nothing. Mm, talk heavy. But I don't get a shoulder slap. Dang, I thought. Nah, nah. But so ultimately, you're telling him that his feelings are not valid. Mm-hmm. So how does that help him? Actually, it helps him in a negative way because that falls under the same negative category in, in, in regards to. Objectifying women, which it ultimately feeds into the building of relationships too. Because let's just be honest, we have females too that are you crying? Are you are you are you just a you just a a a, a ba nigga? Or, or when or when a man expresses himself, a band, in the we call those bands. A ba nigga, we call them bands. Yo, you just a band. You just a ba nigga. That's it. Yeah. You a band? Are you crying? Oh, that. I don't need. I need me a hood nigga. That's it. Nah. That, I got the whole album. A man who expresses his emotions, I'm sorry, who effectively articulates how he feels. I was waiting on it. A man who effectively articulates how he feels. That is frowned upon. That is frowned upon. And mm-hmm. and ultimately that emasculates a man just as much as his own brother. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm. This 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 country. This country ultimately wants Clark Kent. It's not Superman. You come into a country of supermen, of kings, soldiers, warriors. You strip us of the very things that drive us and mm-hmm. who we are. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you diminish our what's by taking away our why's. Mm-hmm. And you want um, to buy a Honda? No, I'm speaking to him. Oh, let's put your like. <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the <laughs> At the end of the day, at the end of the day, like you want to buy uh, our own, uh, our own brother, our own brothers and sisters do that within our own community, and that's mm-hmm. where the divide and conquer takes place. But we have to be mindful of that, and it is easily masked by something as simple as colorism. Mm. Oh, oh wow. yeah, light skin. Wow. Oh, you mean light skin? Oh yeah. Oh wait yeah. Oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I because I can say that I'm upset, and I'm telling you that I'm upset because you did something to me, and I'm telling you rather right. than rather than whoop you. Cause right. Lord knows you know what I'm saying. I got hands now. Uh-oh. I know you hey, going. Hey, in, I know you uh, going in glove. Don't try me. I got hands. But because I can tell you, I'm right. upset. Uh, that right. makes me right. light skin. Right, right, right. Oh, but because you can handle your issues without no emotions or or, or cognizance of emotion, right. that makes you dark skin. Right. Where right. does that? How, how does that make sense? It don't. He he's light skin, but he's still a dark skin Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, but that—that's the point I'm getting at. That's the point I'm getting at. Emasculation takes place, man, woman, boy, girl, and we have to be mindful of that. Grantastic. Uh, I, are, I, are we truly responsible, or do we contribute to the to the emasculation of other black men? I, I think there is a contribution to the emasculation of other black men. I'm going to go two ways with that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about finances and mentally. Okay. All right. Um, All right. So financially, um, man, when I talk about that, not black men, 
sometimes black men, but niggas sometimes love the strip club. I see. There we go. I knew, I knew he was going there. The one, sure. the one that is like that being irresponsible with your money, knowing how to invest. There is, and so when I say you emasculate the black man, it's not just like a feminine feature to it in a in a way. So when I say that, I mean that you are taking the kingship away from the black man, and a part of that is finances. So. Oh, not just also making them feel feminine. It's taking away their kingship, mm. and a big part of kingship is your finances. You cannot be a king of your castle if you do not know how to manage. I got the shoulders. I got the shoulders. You do not manage your finances. Oh my gosh. They, I, that's the thing is just so we are emasculating black men constantly via finances. Wow. Wow. And that was kind of like one of the things from the Choco Natural in that segment of the entrepreneurship. So even the matter of fact that men got offended by the fact that a woman wants an entrepreneur, okay, right. that means it's just like, so you don't think you can start your own business at all? So the thing is, I'll say with this. So one thing that, um, and, and sometimes in older generations, sometimes as peers, we often sometimes encourage each other to do poor financial decisions. Um, and it starts from very young to being very old. Oh, what? Uh, uh, <laughs> two drinks. Mm. This is his show to stop mm. and mine. I agree okay. with him. I agree with him. So, because I think finance is a big part of it, because at the same time is that, and what I realized, even if you are a, a good man, you're loyal to your girl, you're loyal to your wife, you got kids, cool, yeah. but no one's managing the finances correctly in okay. the house. Yes. Then I, that's what I'm saying is just, are you, and not even, and, and sometimes it's ignorance. Sometimes you just don't know. Correct. And so, so that, okay, so time out. Uh, real no, no, quick. Go, 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 go. I, I do truly feel like we need to actually have a segment on that. Um, yeah. And, and we can call it providing and provision. Okay. okay. Providing and provision. Okay. Write it down. Write it down. What what should a man do? It, and, to, and and so to ask that question. And no. It, what should he do? And no. Go ahead. Yeah. So because is it is it going to be one or the other and or both? Mm-hmm. Reason being, what 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 if the woman makes more money? Does that make you less of a man? No. What is it that you're providing? Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm, and the reason why I'm asking is because I learned this in experience. Mm-hmm. I've Are you providing the woman uh, what she lacks? What she lacks? Or are you providing her with something that's going to drag her down? Are you feeding her addiction? See, that's a whole nother avenue. That, but that's all yeah. the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that could be something. Yeah. That's a whole nother avenue. Yeah, because also at the same time, I think by if, even if you have your finances on point and just buy your woman bags, I still don't think that's a responsible thing as a man. But hold up, are you? Are you providing or giving provision or protection to the wrong thing about your woman? Correct. Yeah. Boom. Correct. Are you providing and protecting even insecurities? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of goes to my next point about mentally because it's that – so that's it, a part of your relationship and communication because men are going into relationships thinking that I got to be the provider. I got to buy her this. I got by her that mm-hmm. you ain't even talk to the person you're in a relationship with 
to see to understand what she's bringing to the table. Mm. Because like you said, it's just like, so in my mind, I'm just like, oh, if I buy her these nice bags or something like that, I'm doing my thing. But it's just like, does she want that? Correct. Is she even about that? Correct. Correct. Is she about financial buildup? Or does she want you to have a good, build your credit up and get into a a house and build an empire versus all this fast stuff. And that's another thing. And that's one thing I saw on IG where one woman was saying she's not dating a man that has under a 700 credit score. And Negroes was going ham. Like, what? You rub up. But then I, at first I was like, man, that's harsh. But then I, I thought I was like, that means her credit score should probably be seven or above. Yeah, it should be. It should be. It's not. No, but she's also, uh, it was a a financial podcast. So I know she's giving people hits the game on financial. So I was like, I know she is. Right. And that's the thing. It was like, it's cool. That's okay. But then also at the same time, I'm like, but why are brothers getting mad if they don't got a credit score? But ultimately she, but she's also digging into it in that regard. She's Mm -hmm. digging into a deeper issue. Mm -hmm. You're getting mad at her. Mm-hmm. For what she is looking for, yes. rather than identifying what you should be looking in the mirror for. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is that you're getting mad because? Oh, why does it got to be about that? So mm-hmm. find your woman who is concerned about the things that you are. Mm-hmm. If you're strength, if you're strong in that, then find a woman who can match you in that. Yeah, and at the same time, and also, yeah. and and the Correct. thing is, what I, I think that, and like you say, it's levels to this. And I think one thing that black men can learn from black women, because right now, if you look at statistics, black women are the most educated. Uh, they pay more than black men. They own more real estate than black men. So it's okay. So honestly, for real, for real, so, and this is a part of the emasculating. So some men think that I can't learn anything from my woman. That's horrible. Yeah, you were raised by one. Yes, you were raised by one. Message. You can learn something, but also at the same time, is if she does challenge you to be better and you think being better is bad, that says something about you. But also, but where that comes from, it's not from other women. It's from other men. Because other men tell you, like, now nah, you got to get a girl that's going to submit to you. Because the Bible says that every woman should submit to you. But see, but see, ahead, I, ahead, I, I, think that, I think that men manipulate the word submission. And let me explain why. Because submission, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mind you, the Bible says that a woman should have a gentle and humble spirit and conduct herself in such a way where it wins over the man, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which means that she's not disrespectful or asserting her, the authority over the man, which she shouldn't have authority over the man. Um, and never in African culture did a woman have usurp authority over a man. Correct. She just knew how to provide that man with the wisdom to show his authority, Correct. Um, which is why she's called the help meet. Mm-hmm. Damn, show slap. And that's another thing too is that hold on yeah cheers to that but that's another oh, thing that's too my favorite you know that yeah is that so and I think that's another part of the emasculating of men from other men is because they tell us because again I've gotten the when I was in the process of being engaged and get ready to get married I've gotten the absolute worst advice from men <laughs> yeah the absolute Back. worst and worst advice from other people. Like, oh, this is how you cheat on your wife, nigga. That's what you got to offer me. Right. How to right, cheat? Right. Right. And also at the same time, it's just like, so we're talking about that, right? My thing about this is that for men, is that your level of preparation, because you got it. You get if you're thinking about getting married, 
you're always prepping. You're prepping for manhood. Correct. Your your brotherhood helps you prepare. Your manhood helps you prep for fatherhood. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. But also at the same time, if you are in a marriage with a woman, mm-hmm. you have to consult things with her. Correct. And other men tell will tell you, and I've got I've heard that from other men. You gotta worry about what she thinks. You the man, and and you and, make decisions. And see, that's that's the so my my stance on that is this: is that there's certain things as the man of the home that you shouldn't bend the knee to, mm-hmm. and but there's a lot of things in the home where you need to cooperate. Yes, I'm gonna say that again: co-op, orate, mm-hmm. message with Damn. your woman. Now I say that when I say woman. When I say woman, I'm speaking of one who is mature enough to understand that she is the help meet. Which means that when you hit your destiny, her visions, goals, dreams, heart's desires are all fulfilled when the man hits his destiny. (laughs) You about to go ahead, yo. Show the slides. And y'all wonder why I follow. Look, go What's ahead. Up, you know, What's nah, up, y'all? Yeah, go y'all. ahead. You know, you, up, that, you wonder why I follow a married man. Come on, go ahead. Talk, talk, so, talk, talk. So there's certain things as a husband mm-hmm. that I'm not going to bend the knee to, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, liked, viewed, or or, or, or up, the perspective up, is of a certain way, because I know from experience of life in the God-given authority to be the man in the home. That certain things is the culture of my home. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct, correct. Now correct, every correct. man runs his kingdom differently. Yeah, we may have similarities, mm-hmm. but we run it differently. But that's why I think where your question is about the contribution to emasculating the man, and if you kind of think about it, that's why I think it it hurts that kind of equation. I'm sorry, I'm a math teacher. Yeah, it hurts it, that equation yeah. because of the fact that if you think about it, go back a couple of years. Like a couple decades, there's men who their lives were put in shambles because of laws and policies of the government yes. and are still trying to recover. Yes. And women are like, where are you black men? Where are thou? Yes. And there is a two decades of black men that a high percentage of them were arrested yes. at young ages for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And And that's the thing of which is like what the contribution with that is like. So when when they get when they come out twenty like fifteen, twenty years later, they're already behind. Yes. And they're unavailable. Yes. yes. And that's leaving black women to having to raise their children by themselves. And then that's what starts that process of now where I feel is like our generation is this sweet spot. Shut up. Where we are now starting to get it together. Yeah. So like yes. we can tell our children, we can and give our children something so that they don't just inherit our behaviors because of our DNA. Like I can yeah. set forth yeah. things for you. And you know, I want I want to say this, and then I want to go into the intellectual rant by Christopher J. I want to say this. J. Intellectual rant. Um, I want to say this that this is why I don't give relationship advice. I give manhood advice. Correct. Correct. Because. Yeah. 
if I, I can I challenge you as the man, you should have the wisdom enough to take that and apply it to your relationship. Yes. yes. If I can say, hey, this is what worked in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, let, and let's make it even more personal. Jason, I've never given you marital advice. I've always told you that this, as the man, this is what you are expected to present. Mm-hmm. And consult your wife in these areas. I've always said that. That's actually very true. Because now I think about it, I'm like, <laughs> you've never been like, yo, I'm going to tell you what to do in your marriage. Because you can't tell someone I can't what to tell do you what to do in your marriage. marriage. That's your marriage. That is. It's your marriage. What I can do is challenge you as the man That's very in true. that home. I've never you know, yeah. correct. And so, and so, but is that also a part of emasculating when people are telling you what to yes, do? Yes, and that's why, and that's why I'm bringing that up. That's what you do. It's because, okay, it's because I'm not. I, I don't believe. I don't believe. I believe that when someone tries to tell you how to run your home, they're emasculating you. But when someone challenges you in, in manhood, and brotherhood, and fatherhood, they're actually empowering, empowering you. Yeah, and it's yes. sometimes empowerment hurts. It does. Um, and we have to under and we have to be man enough mm-hmm. to say that hurts. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We have to be man enough to say, yo, that, that crushed my feelings, but that's the truth. Yeah. I may gotta shed a tear or two, mm-hmm. but that's the truth. Yeah. And I might need your help to to hold me accountable so that I can accomplish that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's for men who really want to be mature. Yeah. And and it's not many and far Last between. Season, then we go into the rant. I think yeah, because this, okay. this is perfect for the rant right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So, hold on, everybody. We are about to get to Christopher J's intellectual rant. Uh oh. Mm. Y'all thought it was regular. Oh no. Nah. Y'all thought, it was, <laughs> y'all thought it was about to be regular, regular. Look, you already know who it is. It's Christopher J, the intellectual irritant, here for my intellectual rant. Uh, in regards to our topic, <clears throat> fatherhood. Mm-hmm. The the irony, I don't have children, yet I'm influenced by those who have never fathered me. Mm. And in doing so, one thing that I have learned is that they're going to test you and prepare you for life lessons. And I can only imagine the multitude of pressure that they face on their shoulders as they hope for the best yet prepare for the worst. And I want to take this close to home locally to Glenn Burney. I feel for the black men and father figures and the father of Tyreek Hudson. There was a Glen Burnie man who gunned down a promising software engineer in the stairwell of their apartment building. Was insane when, he was considered insane when he committed the murder and will be turned over to the custody of the Maryland Health Department, an Anne Arundel County judge ruled today. 
Anne Arundel County judge ruled today, Circuit Judge Michael Walks, ruling brings to a conclusion the court proceedings of the man responsible for the fatal shooting of Tyreek Hudson. The seemingly unprovoked fatal shooting of Tyreek Hudson on April, April 15, 2019, shocked the community, devastated the 22-year-old, 22, okay? Imagine being a father of, 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 of someone who didn't even breach 30, okay? Back home in North Carolina and raised questions about how the disgruntled maintenance worker slipped through the cracks. Hudson died that morning in a dimly lit corridor of the Colonial Square Apartments right up the street from where I live, where he lived above the man charged in his killing. Authorities say James Allen Vrombeck, age 54, fired a shotgun. And if you know where I live, it's, it's, it's an apartment building, okay? Fired a shotgun into Hudson's chest and barricaded himself inside his second floor apartment. Anne Arundel County Police's Special Operations Response Team had to blast through the walls of an adjacent apartment to reach Verombek, who they took to the hospital and later arrested. Verombek was later indicted on charges of first-degree murder, first- and second-degree assault, reckless endangerment, and host of firearm offenses. Six months after the indictment, Verombeck pleaded insanity. In Maryland, it's up to the defendant and their attorneys to prove that at that time of the crime, they, because of a mental disorder, could not understand what they did was wrong or could not stop themselves. The legal standard focuses on the moment in time. Despite pleading not criminally responsible, Maryland's version of the insanity defense, Verombeck maintained he was not guilty. Walks ordered he be admitted to the Maryland Department of Health so doctors could evaluate his competency to stand trial, whether he could understand basic legal proceedings, and whether he was sane at the time of the alleged murder. <clears throat> My intellectual rant is to bring together what we began to speak of in the beginning of this show and to tie together the topic that of fatherhood. This is coming from a young man not necessarily raised properly from his sperm donor to be prepared to operate in a government, in a system not designed for people of our kind. Are you truly prepared for fatherhood to allow your son and or daughter to operate in this country. We often say, I love you. And I often question, is it because that's what you were taught to say? Is it because that's what was said to you? Or is it because you truly love your son or daughter? Because if that be so, if it be that you truly love your son or daughter, are you properly preparing them for the battles that they are going to take place in their future. And to do so means to be totally selfless. Are you thinking of yourself? 
Are you concerned about your image? Or are you truly concerned about your offspring? And to be truly concerned about your offspring is to understand the substance of your legacy. And if you have no legacy, facts over feelings, why do you have children? If you have no worth, if you have no worth, what does a bank account mean to you? If you have no worth, what do those designer shoes mean to you? If you have no worth, why add anyone to your life? You a math teacher, right? I am. I don't think that equation adds up. That equation is some garbage. You were just a variable. But if you have worth, then invest in it. Can I digress now? I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cry. That's why I got to let it. I got to let it ride. I have to let it ride. This is still the spirit. Hold it over the side. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Let's go buy a Honda, and I got a drink. And that's why I say that I'm proud of y'all. I, I'm, I'm Mr. AKA. I'm proud of y'all, and I love y'all because, quite frankly, you might not have heard it, just like me. Mm-hmm. Let's see. That is your intellectual let, rant. Let, Lastly, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, that was Christopher J's intellectual yeah. rant. So, I want to say this. Mental health is real. It's very dangerous. It is the real pandemic. Message. COVID-19 is a scandemic The plandemic Plandemic. But the real pandemic Is mental health There's a lot of dumb Stupid People in this world Who Can go to Walmart If you are over 300 pounds I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, we're going to talk about mental health. Time has gotten past it. On a more indefinitely manner. Yes, we are. Um, But I want to say this as we close out the show. I want to say that, first of all... Go to your nearest Walmart. Go. Go past the electronics. They left the sporting goods. It's Kiana if you speak Spanish. Buy a shotgun. 12 gauge festival of Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you're chewing that show, I'm here. I'm 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 signing out. This is my illustrious co-host Christopher J. My featured co-host Jason Grant. Grant Taxi, baby. And love in these streets. We will see you guys next week on Chew Radio. Great job. Great job. And your your avenue was better because